you for listening. Thank you for listening. To the Outstanding Ohioans. Outstanding Ohioans. To the Outstanding Ohioans. To the Outstanding Ohioans. Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by my daddy. Hosted by my daddy. Hello. Welcome to the Outstanding Ohioan Show, Episode 8. My name is Ron Silico. Today I've got as my guest Jim Palouche with JP Horizons. He is a speaker, author, coach, and business owner. And he's going to tell us a little bit about himself and what, he's, what his purpose is and what he's trying to accomplish with the great work that he's doing in Northeast Ohio. Jim, welcome. Well, thank you, Ron, and uh, thank you for the great work you're doing all across Ohio. It's very, very uh, inspiring and, and interesting. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you so much. It, Jim, the, the audience that heard the interview with John Joseph a couple episodes ago know that he referenced you as a, as a key factor in, in helping him get to where he's at today. Can you share your background growing up, where you, where you grew up? Tell, give us some of your background, how you met John, and kind of how your, how your career started. Awesome. I sure will. And I, I enjoyed listening to John, and, and we could probably do about eight or ten podcasts as, uh, to talk about John and his, uh, his influence on, on me. Um, I'm, a, I'm from the metropolis of LaGrange, Ohio, which is up in Holy smokes. I grew up in Litchfield, Ohio. Did you? Yeah. That was, oh, that's great. Yeah, we played hot stove. That's We were in that same hot stove league. Yep. We sure were. Yeah. Uh, we, we played hot. I can, I picture, I can picture those uh, those ball diamonds in Litchfield. That's great. Well, to that great. point, I don't know if you heard episode six, LaGrange has General Sherman in the center of town. Sure. Uh, episode six, I interviewed the museum director of the, Sher- of, of the Sherman Museum in Lancaster. Well, I will listen to episode six now. That's great. That's great. Small world. Well, sorry well, to interrupt. No, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful world, I think, when we're talking about Ohio, and it's fun to hear. Um, even I, I, I travel across the country, and I, I am always proud to mention, hey, I'm, I'm from northern Ohio when I'm doing a talk, and I always have somebody come up and, and, and have an Ohio story, whether it's their wife's parents are from Ohio, or we used to live there, or do you know where this little town is at? And, and Ohio is a, it's a, it is a wonderful place to, to be from and a wonderful place to live. So it's, it is, a, it's, we're known, we're known across <laughs> all 50 states. So are you a Keystone Wildcat? I am. <laughs> I graduated in, and I'll skip that, but uh, <laughs> Graduated in 1978 from Keystone High School, and the wonderful thing is, my my parents and many of my aunts and uncles graduated from um, uh, Lagrange High School then, and uh, uh, and we still have connections back there in, in Lagrange. I live in uh, uh, on the other side of Cleveland now, out east in Lake County, in the metropolis of Leroy, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, which is near Paynesville. Yes, my wife. And, my wife is from Montville Township in Geauga County, oh, so we've driven through yeah. Leroy many times. Yeah, that's great. That's great. A beautiful part of the the state. It's 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 interesting how from Lagrange to Leroy, there's Lagrange is that beautiful flat farmland or uh, the start of it, and here in uh, Leroy, we get 
um, hundred inches of snow coming off of Lake Erie and in the uh, in the hills and the ravines and beautiful waterfalls that we get to enjoy uh, here in Leeward. And, and so I moved. I grew up as I graduated from Ohio, uh, from uh, from Keystone. Went to uh, Ohio State. Was a member of an agricultural fraternity there. And that's where John Joseph. That's where I met John. He was he was a year or two ahead of me and in that fraternity and. And uh, just I think from day one we we clicked, and uh, and when he started working on his project, this crazy shoot away idea, um, he 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 drew me he drew me in with it, and um, we worked we worked many late hours and traveled uh, from place to place trying to get people excited about about this this automatic ball returner. Or the shoot away, and and in those travels, in those discussions, in those those rides, talking about the, maybe the book that we had read, or um, listening to a motivational tape. I have a, a bit of a southern accent, people tell me, and and I think it's because I wore out Zig Ziglar tapes uh, <laughs> uh, back in those early in those early days, and um, and, and and would. Read and absorb motivational books. Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People was a, a big influence on me. My my mom gave me one that um, that she bought at a rummage sale someplace in Lagrange, Ohio, and brought it home. The 1939 version of it sat it on the uh, on the dining room table and said, "Jim, honey, whatever you do, do not read this book." And uh, so, of course, I read it and picked it up and. <laughs> And, and it still sits here on my uh, on my bookshelf next to me, and uh, I've probably read it thirty times uh, since since then. And um, it's a, it's a great one. And everything we can find in books and uh, in tapes uh, just important. And there's a there's a, a, a an old speaker's um, saying that uh, you'll be the same person you are t- five years from now that as you are today, except for two things. The people you meet in the books you read, and probably all of us, if we stop and think about that for a moment and reflect back, there's a lot of truth to that. And so I think in those Ohio State days, having the privilege of reading reading books and listening to those tapes, but but also a privilege of meeting someone like a John Joseph that had a great influence and uh, and, and inspired me to to see that hey, you can pick up a hammer and build about anything you want and just keep going Well, certainly readers are leaders and learners are earners. So uh, go, going back to LaGrange, who were some of your early influences in life? I had, um, uh, of course, a, a wonderful mother and father and uh, um, 12 aunts and uncles on my mom's side, eight aunt and uncles on my dad's side, and plenty of cousins all going around, and we all lived on uh, Webster Road, uh, And I think there was five or six or seven houses all in a row that had a had a uh, an aunt and an uncle and a couple of cousins living in it. And so those those be, before uh, even school days, back when I was five or six years old, all of us gathering around. Uh, there was a great big oak tree out in front of my grandmother's house that had a swing in it, and there could be maybe twenty people gathered around that sharing. Um, dinner or 
sharing food or sharing laughing or watching each other's uh, kids and and um, and so I, that was that was the start of um, of, of probably just um, there's no question of who I am today in that in that uh, thought of family and um, and values and 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 being outside and and, and enjoying enjoying cousins and, and people and and so that that was a big influence and those aunts and uncles of mine who treated us all like we were their their own uh tremendous I had an uncle that um uh, an uncle chuck that was um uh, a lieutenant in the ohio state highway patrol and um just a tremendous influence uh on, on my life as well and and when i went to ohio state my first my first quarter was at the lima um, because I didn't get into uh, uh, in Columbus on time, and, and uh, but I lived a lived a, a quarter with them, and and, um, and 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 that that quarter was probably worth uh, all the all the four quarter or the four years that I spent at Ohio State. It was just a special time. So grateful for family and um, and aunts and uncles and 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 uh, the influence that they had. Great, great. So. You started the journey. You're you're at Ohio State. What 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 do you start thinking about in terms of studying, and, and where do you think your career path is going at that point? So, um, knew going in that uh, it would be it would be um, great to be a landscape architect. I, I worked on uh, golf courses there around uh, around the Grange and working in. Uh, uh, some landscape um, positions, and uh, so I'm, I'm thinking I can go to Ohio State, and as much as I know, they'll probably make me a adjunct professor or something when I get there, but uh, I, so I started in, in landscape architecture, made it, made it through barely, and, um, uh, and, and then found a, a position up here in, in northern Ohio with a company called uh, Yardmaster. I knew going in what I wanted to do, and that was that was a great great feeling. I was passionate about the land, and and then learned the idea of designing and, and and creating beautiful spaces that people can enjoy, and that was intriguing uh, to me as as well. And uh, and then just the spirit of um, of Ohio State. As I, as I think back about it, we we get to to a, a game or two each each year and you walk on that campus and you still feel the same positive feelings that you, you felt 30 years ago and the same in the influence of, of the friends that, and it was, a, it was a great fraternity that I belonged to. They grew up on farms, a bunch of farm uh, guys and FFA and, and uh, ag students who, uh, who, who shared a lot of the same values that, uh, that I did and uh, just a great opportunity. Uh, for me in those early 20s great so so you've become a landscape architect when do you start getting the itch to for the next step and the next challenge yeah it's it's, it's um interesting i when i when i came to northern ohio and had all of this positive thinking and uh all of this reading about people and 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 it probably read several hundred books by that by that point by the time I graduated and and um, I married uh, uh, my wife Beth uh, who's from LaGrange as well 
and and our parents went to uh, to school together, and and uh, we went to to Ohio State together, and and um, and then coming so coming out, I had tremendous success selling landscapes um, for for the company up here in uh, in Painesville, and sold millions of dollars worth of of landscaping back in the early '80s, which was which was a lot back then. And people started asking, hey, why don't you um, why don't you come to teach us how to sell like that? And we would also, Kirk Klesnick, who was the owner of, of Yardmaster, was sharp enough to bring consultants in from outside the company, come in and talk to us about um, communication, team building, and those types of things, vision for the company. But they were always so dry and boring, and nothing against dry and boring consultants, but I thought, man, if you could make this fun, where people would get engaged in it, that would be that would be something worthwhile because it always seemed like it would wear off after the consultants left. And so we um, it was back when quality circles were a big big opportunity and a big um, the idea of, of uh, TQM and those kind of concepts around quality. So we we created a program called Circle Q, and Yardmaster over the next couple of years grew from. Maybe it was 40, 50 people up to close to 300 people uh, at that time. And, and that's when I really knew we had something that, um, that would help other companies. So I, I gave Kurt a, um, um, a year's notice, and he was kind enough and is still one of my greatest friends today to, uh, to allow me to kind of branch out on my own helping other landscape companies, and then eventually companies, um, we've, we've worked for the Cleveland Clinic and, and, and John Deere and other great companies uh, like, like that, but we've always enjoyed working with the landscape companies through the years and, uh, and really started getting some success with them. Just a, a, my schedule was just completely booked, still is today. It seems like I'm always, always on the run someplace. Uh, but but that idea of learning to help companies um, work together and communicate together and enjoy what they're doing, I realized that was the true passion that I that I had. That was a that was a purpose that I found. And our mission at JP Horizons now is to energize a zillion people. And uh, I, I don't know how close we are to it yet, but we feel like we're we're getting closer. And. and um, and, and it's and, and it's a rewarding business working with people like that. Great, you you talked about your passion and the purpose, which every anyone going into to start their own business certainly needs to have that, or anyone that's successful in whatever they're doing. What what were your fundamentals that you developed through your through your speaking, uh, working with these companies through your through your books that maybe you can speak up. Speak on a little bit more. Yeah. What were the fundamentals that you had? Well, it, it was, um, I, I think, one of the things that um, I was fortunate. I, I sometimes think I'm a better motivational listener than a motivational speaker. And uh, um, so I, I, I could come into an organization and, and really start to observe and let people talk and connect with them. And what I started learning, Ron, is, is um, there's, there's some key factors that it seemed like the people moving forward in the organization had and, and some maybe not so uh, complimentary factors that the, the, the people that were jumping from 
job to job to job. And we started calling um, and identifying people as builders and destroyers. Now, it's not that we're labeling and labeling them and, and single singling them out because any of us on any given day could be a destroyer. And we talk about destroyers having little ears and little eyes and, and look like they've been weaned on a pickle and can brighten up a room when they walk out of the kind of a person. And, uh, and yet, any of us could be that. And a builder is some, uh, someone with big ears and big eyes and a great big smile that, um, uh, that everybody wants to be around. And, and so I thought if I could find out what that builder, what, those, what that builder personality is doing uh, day after day, and if I could learn that and, and apply it to my life and maybe teach it to my two boys and teach it to some other folks, that, uh, that would be a pretty good thing to do. And, and so I started watching the builders, and that's where the first book, uh, Five Important Things, came from, is watching what builders were doing. And, and so the, the fundamentals around and that, maybe we could talk about just quickly on the five important things. Might be, might be a, a good refresher for some of the, your listeners, and, uh, and I always enjoy talking about it. Please, let's do that. Yeah.
the, the shoot away. It was he just pictured Rocky taking another punch and keep on and keep on going. And I think that's the power of a of a great of a great attitude. And um, in some of my seminars, we'll talk sometimes about how many believe that posture controls your attitude. And uh, our, our our parents telling us our whole life to sit up straight or throw our shoulders back and and try it sometime. Uh, everyone that's listening. Let your shoulders drop and walk around just kind of like you feel depressed, and then pretend like you just hit the, the winning shot at the, uh, the final four uh, for your team to be the national championship and what that would feel like, and look at your body um, and, your, and your posture and that. So we can, we can control this attitude in many ways, from our posture to our exercise and our health, and, and then just making the right, the right choices. On it, and the final two, just quickly, the one is setting goals. The the fourth one, it builders, contributors to any organization have a, have goals, have them written down, have them in a positive affirmation that um, that, that which means instead of saying, hey, I need to lose 20 pounds if I if I weighed 198 pounds, uh, I would probably write on a three by five card if I wanted to lose 20 is I look great at 178, or I come alive at 145, as if it's already happened. And we just begin to allow these goals to just transform our thinking. And pretty soon, we start to act like a 178-pound person or a non-smoker. I've helped, some of the most rewarding things that I've had out of the speaking business is when people come up and say something like, hey, I saw you speak in, um, in, in uh, San Francisco five years ago, and you know what? I quit smoking. You talked about that writing your goals down and being a non-smoker. I quit smoking, or I did this, or I did that. So setting goals is something we know we should do, um, and yet sometimes we'll let it slip. We, we teach people to write their goals down every month on a three-by-five card, maybe six or seven things that they are going to accomplish or move towards accomplishing and read it five or six or seven times a day, and it's almost magical. We call it one free ticket to anywhere. That's what a three-by-five card is. So continue to learn, appreciate people, right attitudes, set goals. And then the final the final one, too, is, is um, it seems like I've learned more about this, this one, uh, this fifth one, as time's gone on. I used to talk about the fifth one, don't quit. Uh, and, and 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when we first wrote the book and first started speaking on it, um, I kind of just blazed past it because I um, wasn't sure I really had maybe a, a, a good understanding of it, of what I needed to. And I think don't quit is, is more than just pounding through a wall and keep going. It is, it's having this purpose that we started this conversation on, having the purpose to, um, to really focus in on the things that uh, that drive us and mean something to us. It's our own personal why. And from that, we tell a story, just like I'm telling a story here today. And so uh, finding our purpose, our reason for doing what we're doing, our reason for doing the podcast that you're, that you're doing, Ron, or our reason for, for um, maybe working a second job to, to help save for the kids' college and, and, and so that we can be even passionate about about that and that we won't give up uh, doing it. And, and uh, it's, it's 
really inspiring when you see an individual find their passion and and then go after it. And I think that that stands out. You can almost look around the crowd and see who knows where they're going and, and uh, who, who are still stumbling along, hopefully one day finding out where they're going. So those are the five important things, the fundamentals of that first book. Okay. Uh, I, you, you've referenced that you've off, authored several other books. Can you give a, a brief summary of, of the other books that you've written as well? <laughs> sure we will. Uh, so we'll, we'll certainly, we'll put all this information in the show notes about, about your website and the books and, and, and all this. Uh, I think, uh, the, uh, go, go ahead. I, I was, I was going to say the work that you're doing impacts people on a very visceral level. What, I'm sure you've got dozens of stories. What What is a single success story about someone that you worked with that you could share with the audience? I can, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great question. And um, 
So I'll, I'll tell you the first one that came to mind for some reason when you said that was working and speaking for a group out in um, in um, California. And this, um, um, I noticed one individual pretty much covered with tattoos, just uh, on his face, everything, and, that, and that's that's his choice. But also just noticing that. Um, it was a two-day leadership jam, and noticing that he, um, boy, he sure wasn't wanting to be there. And it must have been that, that his boss said, "Hey, you should go to this," and uh, and he was there. And the first day, um, pretty pretty scared. And uh, about the second day, uh, he came up. He thanked me at the end. And then I got uh, about a month later received an, an email from him that uh, that said something like, "Mr. Palooch, I just." you know the impact that those two days had on on me even right now still today that uh, I, I spent the whole time hoping you wouldn't call on me and uh, because I, I have an anxiety about speaking in front of, of people and I want you to know that the last three weeks I led the training programs here at, at our company and have started uh, um, the, the laser Technology to having having some of the uh, the tattoos removed off off of my face, and that stories like that make it um, make it meaningful, make it worth getting on that airplane at uh, 5:30 in the morning or getting back to to Cleveland Hopkins at 12:30 uh, at night and flying through Chicago. That um, we have stories. Or, or, like that, the little things that we can that we that we can do. We can talk about um, a, a $900,000 company 25 years ago that I first started working with. Uh, 20 22 years later, selling that 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 company for for 52 million dollars and growing their business. And boy, Rob, by no means did, did they learn all that from me. I think I learned more from that owner than he ever learned from me. But we gave them a foundation of people and things to, to start to build on. So, so from the very smallest story of a significant, that's significant to an individual to, to, to a, a story about businesses growing and, and benefiting uh, everybody that, uh, that works for them, that's, that's, that's rewarding. And, uh, and then what, it's, what we've evolved into, this idea of having our, our why, um, we've, we've started the Come Alive Outside movement three or four years ago, mainly in the landscape profession, to, um, as a way of getting them to realize the importance of the role that they play. They don't just cut grass. They don't just dig trees. They don't just fertilize lawns. But they, they make a difference in the lives of people in our communities. And that's built around this, this idea that kids are not getting outside um, one-third, up to one-third of all adolescents are either overweight or obese today in the USA. The New England School of, uh, uh, of Medicine uh, in their journal wrote that this is the first generation of children being born in the last 200 years whose life expectancy is shorter than their parents. And that's not a trend we should be uh, proud of. And so we're helping the landscape profession collaborate with YMCAs and 4-Hs and FFAs and 
and, uh, and uh, universities um, around the country to, to draw attention to this, this term of come alive outside, to create awareness and intent for all of us to reconnect with nature where we, uh, close to where we live, work, and, and play. And um, that's been a rewarding thing the past couple of years, to, to see the stories and the videos. If you go to the, the Come Alive Outside website, you'll just see tremendous stories of, um, and, and videos of people that are doing great things with Come Alive Outside. So that's another rewarding piece, I guess, that's, that's even on a, a, a larger scale uh, because it has such an impact and, and so meaningful to the, to the healthy future of all of us. That's a wonderful story, and I, I think this is going to tie in to the, your answer to this question. Legacy, what do you want to leave behind as your legacy? Um, it's it's, a, it's an easy an easy answer, <laughs> just just to know that we've made a difference, and um, and I think there's there's that opportunity at every at every turn to to do that we can all have that legacy to know that we've made a difference it doesn't matter who we are and uh, i'd like to i'd like to keep working uh at that every day while my time here on earth is uh is still going but i think to, to just know that we made a difference it would be a a rewarding legacy for me and you're doing you're doing so much. I, I hesitate to ask this question, but I'm I'm going to anyway. What's next for Jim Paluch? <laughs> my my um, my team here at JP Horizons always gets um, becomes a, uh, worried when that that question comes up because somebody said one time we we recreate ourselves uh, we've recreated ourselves more than Madonna. <laughs> we're always we're always. Uh, we're always adding something, and it's it's important for us to do that. I think in the, in the work that we do, that we've we've evolved with the business, and we try and stay out there. I think we have a tendency to want to be out there maybe two or three years ahead of our clients and uh, pulling them to, to things that we're seeing. So, what's next is um, is is come alive outside, becoming a solid nonprofit that um, that has uh, a great support and allows us to go into colleges and communities. Uh, to build upon that, and then from a, uh, a consulting um, and, and leading and training point of view, we're we're creating uh, the, the co- a concept around create a greater future, and that's helping owners learn to find their purpose, to tell and and, and so that uh, their own story will emerge out of that, and as they find their purpose and tell their story, and their leaders align themselves with that and. Uh, Take it out to their departments or their crews. That together we can all work to, to create a greater future for our company and everybody that, that works in it. But it really comes back to this purpose and being able to tell our story. And, and we'll be doing that uh, in some great places throughout 2015 with some great companies. And, and so we're planning that now and, and working on it. And um, and then one day, re- one day retirement when we. Uh, when when we uh, just look to to continue to probably always do what we're doing, but just maybe doing it more because we want to, and not so much because we have to, or or um, as a business. I think looking at that, we just had our our, uh, our granddaughter just turned her first 
greatest day in the world. So we're looking forward to, to time with her and, and the things that come come from where we started the whole conversation back to the, the family values that we, we get to have and stay with us forever. Great, Jim. Just just to summarize, because I know you touched on it at a few different times, how can listeners from the audience connect with you on online? Yeah, it, uh, I love to get emails anytime. So Jim at jphorizons.com, jphorizons.com. And if you have a question on some of the things we're doing or want some ideas on some of the things you're doing, um, uh, always, always welcome uh, emails and questions and, and always try and return them. Then we have a, a wonderful website at jphorizons.com. And if, if um, there's an interest in Come Alive Outside, and even just to go there and get some inspiration from what other people are doing, comealiveoutside.com uh, is, a, is a great website they can go to. And, um, and then, again, uh, at, at the JP Horizons website, they can sign up for the, uh, for the newsletter. And at the Come Alive Outside website, they can sign up for Come Alive Outside Tips of the Day that, that uh, come on our our, our smartphones reminding us to maybe walk up the steps instead of take the elevator, um, get outside for five minutes and walk around the parking lot if we're in an office and, and, uh, reminding us to go home and, and just take a little walk with our children when we get, when we get home after work. Well, great, Jim. This has been a, a wonderful, wonderful interview. I, I, I really appreciate you sharing your story and the impact that you're making on others. And, Ron, it's special what you're doing, and um, I think the Outstanding Ohioans blog and, and podcast, um, we, we're all grateful for it and, and, and look forward to listening to some of the past um, podcasts and, and to the one, uh, those that will come in the future. So thank, for, thank you for what you're doing and, and for everybody that, that cared enough to listen to this, too. I think that I, we all thank them. Let's go out and make a difference. Well, thank you, Jim. And Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioans show. Please take the time to rate the show on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.